Hello, you're listening to the Christian Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on Christianity. Now, here are your hosts, Honey and Jillian. Hello, everybody. This is Jillian and Honey, and this is episode two entitled Kissing Christianity Goodbye and Hani and I are very aware that this is going to be a controversial topic. We want to be sensitive. We actually prayed right before this, and I'm singing in my head, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here, Amen. because we do not want to um, come off badly, I guess. But as Hani just prayed, we want to be able to debate and to openly talk about these things. And that's one of the things I'm most excited about this podcast is I feel like there's almost going to be nothing off limits. We want to tackle women and pornography, big, big, big topics that the church sometimes is very quiet on. And so buckle up. We are going to be talking about the Christian leaders who have recently, um, like denied Christ and are no longer claiming to be Christians. Yes. So this topic is actually something that Joe and I have very briefly spoken about um, prior to um, now doing this podcast. And so uh, we're going to try to be as raw, obviously, with you guys as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, you know, extend grace, of course, as we try to navigate these thoughts and just yes. kind of wrestle through and then um, really look at scripture and what you know, God has to say about this and really spill the tea. And it might burn us. This tea is going to be hot. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, Jill, tell me and um, those who are listening, why you call this uh, kiss? Kissing Christianity goodbye. Yes. Um, I first heard about Joshua Harris, who wrote the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye um, years ago when I was in youth group. And my sister read it first and she loved it. And I read it and it spoke so you know, so much truth to my heart that basically he was saying is if you're not ready to be married, you really shouldn't be dating. Um, and there was a lot of truth to it. He then went on a tour and apologized for everything he said in the book, basically. But I can tell you that that book was one of the reasons that I saved myself for my marriage, um, sexually. And I really took those truths in. So Joshua Harris to me was always like, a pinnacle of the faith. Like he was one of the ones who was being more conservative than a lot of, you know, other Christian youth ministers who, you know, I've heard saying like, it's okay if you sleep around really like liberal ideas on biblical truths. And I really liked that he leaned the other way. And so, um, when I found out that Joshua Harris is now divorcing his wife or they're divorcing and he is no longer proclaiming Christ, it was devastating. It was I mean, I don't even know the man, but I felt it. I cried. My husband and I talked about it for multiple nights. Um, and I felt bad. I feel like, wow, what what happened? You know, that he he got so far off the narrow road. Right. And so it's interesting um, because, you know, for me, I did not grow up in the Christian faith at all. Um, I never read the books, Kiss, Kissing, Dating. I Kiss, Dating, Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's interesting because I do, I, I, I did see, however, on Facebook, the controversial, you know, different articles oh, yeah. that came through because of, you know, his, you know, public 
declaration. And so it's interesting watching how that affects people, you know, in, in the Christian faith and how much influence people do have among our faith and how um, important it is to watch that, you know, with fear and trembling Absolutely. because the enemy is so quick to use any fault or any sin in ours and, and bring it to the light and really deceive us. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because even though I'm not aware of Joshua Harris, um, around, I think two, three months ago, mm -hmm. I, since I became a Christian when I was around 18 years old, I have always listened to James McDonald. She loves James McDonald. I was like, walk, walk in the word, walk in the word, walk, uh. walk in the word. Is that his theme song? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so I listened to Walk in the Word forever, always through Bible college. For the, since I've become a Christian, James McDonald's was my to-go teacher, and so uh, several months ago, he, um, I guess, got expelled from his church, Harvest Chapel, and there was just like all this controversial, re you know, revolving him. And so, um, anyways, it's difficult to swallow and to think wow, God, like you, A, are awesome because you can use us despite ourselves. Yes. But B, you know, what are you left with when you, you know, you do look at these leaders like Joshua Harris or like James McDonald's and you think to yourself, what happened? Yeah. Well, it's hard when you're like looking at these people and that's like the faith you aspire to have and they're mentoring you and you're like, man, like, of course they're not perfect. Of course not. But they're the the Pauls of our day, you know, the Peters, the Matthews, the Lukes. And then when they fall so hard, it's hard. But I am immediately like right now, my heart's like, remember how you have fallen, Jillian. <laughs> That's how I, what I'm thinking. Like I have, I have major struggles y'all. And so it makes me feel like, like, where is the balance? I don't know. Where right? is the balance? Because grace abounds, but it is also, you know, the Lord says, be careful and do not become teachers of others or you will be held, you know, to a higher standard, you know, until so we do carry, people do carry extra responsibility when you are put on the spotlight too, but then you're human. And But the like, thing is the difference between James McDonald and Joshua Harris. And then what was the Hillsong guy's name? Uh, Marty Sampson. He also, you know, he wrote songs for the amazing Christian songs and group Hillsong. Okay. And he has recently also um, recanted his faith and, um, is no longer proclaiming and professing to be a Christian. Um, but here's the difference between them is James McDonald hasn't come out and said he's no longer a practicing Christian. Has he? No, no. So there's the, there's the difference is if you're going to be a Christian, of course, we're going to struggle, but man, you keep struggling through it. Like you crawl to the cross if you have to, you know, inch by inch, you know, so to me, it's like, okay, he's human. He messed up big time. It's very unfortunate because he, you're right, he's a teacher and he had a huge platform and that could essentially lead a lot of people astray. However, it is something completely different to publicly say that you are no longer taking Jesus as your savior. That is a dangerous, dangerous little game to play. And, um, I think that's why it made me mad. I think that that's why my reaction, even when people are like, oh, we need to just show them grace and love them through. To me, it's, it's so different than dealing with a non-Christian who doesn't know Jesus, who doesn't know love. Of course they don't know. I mean, even from the cross, Jesus says, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing, but a Christian knows what they're doing. And to me, it's like, 
But do you think it's that clear and cut? Like, oh, they just knew they were sinning and they knew that they're denouncing. Like, it's, you know, be well, that's what they the, did. The, yeah. I mean, I think to be people, it's to be like people that who are so entrenched the road, in it. They're justifying or rationalizing. And so it, is, it isn't as clear cut and black and white as like they know that they, like they truly believe these things. They truly believe that the faith isn't real anymore. Right. And so they don't feel that it's shameful to denouncing it. No, of they course not. They're blinded. They, to them, they're blinded. So how far does that But you it know, doesn't, it doesn't really stop go? the fact that the truth is it is dangerous. And it is serious. And whether or not whether or not they're justifying their choice with lies and darkness or whatever Satan is convincing them of, that it's okay and it's a good thing. And, you know, they're probably going to be more loving because now they're not going to have these harsh, you know, godly rules to live by. It doesn't stop at that. You are, you are basically spitting in Jesus' face. And I know that that is not easy to hear and it's not fun to say, but grace does not wash away truth. You have to keep the truth to even have grace. So all these Christians who are kind of like backing them up and being like, oh, we just need to show them grace. Like, of course. But the thing is, there is still truth. And Honey and I both have gone to scripture. And the, the verse that I want to read real fast um, comes from Second Peter. And I think it's very um, important for what we're talking about. And uh I'm just going to go ahead and read it. So it says, they promised them freedom. So we're, they're talking about Christians who have fallen away. They promised them freedom. So kind of like Hillsong, like you're singing all these songs to people and leading people in worship and, you know, showcasing the freedom of Christ while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. That's Bible. He's saying, Peter's saying, even before they were a Christian and they were in their sin, now that you have turned your back on Christianity, you're worse off now than you were even when you didn't even have Jesus. That's strong. Yeah. And I, and how do you, I mean, I don't, we need to pray for these people. We need to have these conversations, but I think that that's what makes me fired up. And I, I talked to Hani about this. I talked to my husband about this. It's it's also selfish that I get upset about it because I know how much I struggle through sin and how much it hurts. Like, you know, when it says like cut off your right arm, if it causes you to sin, like it's going to hurt and cutting off sin does hurt. It's not always the easiest thing. And I know how much pain it's caused me to let go of some things. So I guess I feel like, well, why do you just get an out? Like, why did you get to, you say yes to Jesus and now you just get to walk away because you don't want to live this life anymore. Like, no, like, we're supposed to struggle through this. Like, let's struggle together. Yeah. So there is a balance there for sure in in our um, justified anger, I guess. Yeah. You know, righteous anger. Yeah. Um, but at the same token, like, where's the grace? Does, does the love cover the multitude of sin? Absolutely. And so it is a very tricky balance knowing that and recognizing that within ourselves when we're judging the situation or listening to these different um, people's lives that are out there for the public eye. Like, I'm not sure how well I would do, you know, if there was a microscope under me. No. You know, 
Um, however, you know, we should we be surprised as Christians? Yes and no. It's sad. We should always grieve that moment of, oh my, right. because sin is sin. And really it's sad for them as much as it is, you know, watching from the outskirts, we're not living their lives. Right. Um, but at the same token, we shouldn't be surprised because the Lord does say that the, that um, small is the gate. That's right. There is a road. And we're told in Revelation and other places that Christians are going to fall away in the end times. Like whether or not you think those end times are now, it's happening. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. In 2 Timothy uh, 3, 1, it says, you should know this, that in the last days, there will be, it, it will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure, pleasure rather than God. They will act as religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. And I mean, that's, you know, harsh, obviously, because, you know, I can read that list and say, oh, I've been this and I've Mm -hmm. been that, you know, but I think that um, the call to action in in hearing these examples that are highlighted in our culture is that we do have to take our own salvation and watch our salvation with fear and trembling. Exactly. And before Hani and I even started this podcast and we were kind of just talking out our thoughts we both said that really the message that we both feel the Holy Spirit telling us is buckle down, babe. Like when you hear these things, you know, and I did, I pointed at them like, oh, I can't believe it. This is so sad for them, blah, blah, blah. But I was immediately the mirror flipped on me. And I thought about my own sin and my own self and my own salvation. And I just felt God saying like, don't, don't stray yourself, darling. Like buckle down, buckle down in your faith, watch your own faith. It's not our job. It kind of is our job. We're supposed to keep each other accountable, but it's it's not my place to judge someone else's salvation. God will take care of that. God is big enough to do that. And I do pray that these men, you know, remember truth and that they find a way back. Because as long as they're breathing, there is always hope and there's always grace extended and God is always available. But yeah, my takeaway is to buckle down to my own faith and to remember that being a Christian and accepting Jesus is forfeiting my life. It's not just about believing that the Bible's real and that Jesus was a man and he died and rose from the dead. And, you know, we get to love people and we get to be servants. It's literally forfeiting, forfeiting my own life, possibly my own dreams, what I want, my passions. It's saying, I'm going to give all that up to do what you want with me, Jesus. And that's not something I've thought about, honestly, in a while, you know? And it, this kind of stuff has reminded me like, yeah, well, and it, I, you know, I think it's a fair statement to say for myself that all the teachings and all the, you know, um, I guess the, his own podcast is and, and radio, whatever thing for walking the word, you know, it doesn't take away from all those lessons that I learned. Right. That just truth because is he, you know, you know, did what he did, um, that those truths that the Lord was using him throughout that time are still applicable today right? and are applicable to my life and that they should still continue to edify me versus throwing the baby out with the right, water. Right. Um, so anyways, but the road is narrow 
And in the last days, we know that it's only going to get worse. And we do have to watch our salvation with fear and trembling because the lion is real. Yes. And out and prowling. Yes. The prowling lion. Prowling. So prowling. what's the takeaway? What? How do we handle as Christians these things? How do we handle the Facebook posts of, of the Christians going too far and saying it doesn't matter, you know, like we just need to give them grace and, you know, it's not that big of a deal to the Christians who are, you know, basically crucifying them for doing this stuff. How do we handle it? I mean, it's, it does feel difficult because you do want to extend grace, but you don't want to forget truth. And the Bible does say some things that are really hard to swallow sometimes, but that's God's word. That's God's breath. And that's where I lean more, you know, like Hani knows for sure. Like on my spectrum, I'm much more, because of how I was raised, I'm much more on the truth the truth side than grace side. And I've had to learn to be more compassionate and learn to be more gracious. And I really have learned that by going through my own stuff. I mean, I think even like addressing this topic in itself, like that's a question that you have to like mirror back yourself. Like, why is this topic even interesting to me to talk about or engage in? What is, you know, like this underlying, I guess, feeling of, I guess I don't know how to explain it. Well, and even in this, even in this uh, chapter of Second Peter about, you know, what I just read to you guys, if you move just right over to the next chapter, it literally is talking about the end days. And it says, so what kind of people should you be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to Jesus' second coming. And then it says, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Jesus. So really, that's the takeaway. <laughs> Look at your own salvation. It should scare us. If people who are like James McDonald, even though I don't see him on the same category because he hasn't denounced Christ, right, but these other people who are saying like, I'm not, I'm not buying into this anymore, even though they lived it so passionately at one time, it, let's grieve for them. Let's pray for them. Seriously, let's pray for I, them. But let's remember our own salvation. The call to action is to pick up your own armor, to pick up your sword, to put on your armor of God. And look at what's of, mastering you. Mm -hmm, your feet of peace because, you know, and always be holding that the sword. You know, the God's word is alive and active and piercing a double-edged sword. And I think that you know, oftentimes we don't focus enough, but the word of God is the truth in which we have to, you know, put everything up against. Yeah. Um, and you know, like it is their right. A gift is a gift and you can give a gift back. And I just thought, had this thought, like it is their right to give the gift of salvation back to God because he has given us free will and as much as we know it breaks his heart and it makes me mad for like the testimony and ministry of Jesus and like. But ultimately, what does God's heart feel? When they gave it back? Yeah, that's broken. Exactly. So like really the underlining feeling that I think that we should all have sadness. as Christians really is sadness. You're as, right. As You're sad right. as that is, that is like, you know, if we're all constantly praying, God, let my heart beat for what, you know, beats yours. And in this moment, in these stories, it right. is. You're right. Yeah. So anyways, that's the spilled tea right there for you. That burned my heart. That was hot, honey. <laughs> that was hot Jesus. tea. Jesus. Yes. But you're right. Brokenness, sadness. Mm -hmm. um, and and I do. I love that it says about the what masters you. That's the slave you are to. And 
when Jesus masters you, you are not a slave, you are free. Anything else, you are under slavery if it's not Jesus. So we should all watch ourselves and make sure we're really having some heart checks. And uh, checking and, everything through God's word. And pray, pray for these people and pray for the next ones. They are not going to be the only ones who come out and say, I know, right? You know, and it's sad. You're right. That's That was good. It's brokenness. So that's the spill tea from the Christian Tea Podcast. That's for right. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts? Let us know. How did you react to the news that these men, um, you know, are no longer claiming to be Christians? How have, how has your community, maybe your church, has, has they have they addressed it? Um, these are things, especially as my husband being a pastor of a very small church. We want to have these conversations because this is what is happening in our world today. And if we just hide in our little churches and in our little communities, we're really not allowing God to really fully work because there's a lot going on out there and we can't be blind to it. So let us know what your feelings were, what your thoughts are, what kind of scriptures have you even pulled from? Did we miss something? Is there like a huge thing we've missed? And spill your tea. Spill the tea. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you please follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll see you guys next time.